Okay, Mana Seminars, uh, Module uh, 7, uh, Developing a Winning Spirit. Tonight is 7.3, Acceptance and Awareness of What I Have. Okay, let's go to our key scripture again tonight, 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And we're looking at these verses, about four or five verses in this particular chapter. And we're talking about developing the spirit of a loser. A winner. So verse 12 says, For if the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has. Amen? Not according to what he does not have. So this um, teaching tonight is to help us to, to remind us that God is going to bless you about out of what you have. Many times we are caught up with what we don't have. Our hearts are, you know, we, we, we regret or we, we, um, we, we, we sort of think, oh, well, blow it. If I had this, if I had that, if I had the other, then I'd be right. And, uh, but God's not going to bless you out of what you don't have. God's going to bless you out of what you do have. And uh, over time, he will increase what you do have and keep blessing. Hi, guys. Well done. You've made it. You're good on you. You've done well. That's all right. So it's all good. Okay, I've put in your notes here. The enemies of your life love to get you to see what you don't have. But completion and winning comes out of what you do have. To be a winner in life and to be successful in your role, you have to discover this key. I remember when I started out pastoring in a church, little church and then it started to grow and got up and, and, and started to grow and grow. And, and in those days, the, the, in the worship, the pastor would often sit on the platform, most often did. And so I was facing the, 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 the people sitting there and within 10 minutes, I knew everybody who wasn't there. So I was depressed to start with, you know. Where's so-and-so? Why haven't they turned up? Well, I wonder what's going on there, you know. And I knew everybody that wasn't there. And uh, one day I was thinking about that. I thought, for goodness sake, you know, uh, if you're going to keep counting and looking for the ones that aren't there, you're going to be forever miserable. What about thanking God for the ones that have turned up? And that's a miracle, you know, the way you're preaching, it's a miracle that anybody turns up. And so, you know, that they come back is a, is a further miracle. And so often we can, we can be put off, we can lose our confidence. We can start to have our minds starting to, to, to whirl about what, who's not there. And about what, instead of rejoicing in, in what we do have, and thanking God for who has turned up, <laughs> you know, uh, then, then the, the, you know, we need to, again, we need to set our minds. We need to set our minds uh, on, on the good and, and not what we don't have. And so I've learned to count the yes vote, not the no vote. There is always a no vote. I've discovered in life as you go on, you're, you're full of brilliant ideas and you want to do things. There's always people that can see three reasons why it shouldn't happen. <laughs> Is that right? There's always people like that. G'day guys, good to see you. Well done, you've made it. And uh, yeah, it can be like that. 
and, and you've got and, and sure there's, there's a time to, to, to take hold and, and listen to why, why it can't happen but in the end if God's spoken to you and your life you have to count the yes vote and say hallelujah for those that are here praise God for, for, for the yes vote yes we need to move, move ahead because if you keep listening to the no vote about your life then you're going you're gonna to limp through life you're never going to win the race. You're going to be, you're going to lose your confidence, and you'll be struggling. Elisha's servant. We know this story. Most of us, I would think, in Second Kings chapter six, and it's the time where um, the servant gets up in the morning and he wakes up and, and he and he finds that uh, they're surrounded. Aren't they? Verse 15, when the servant of the man of God got up and went out early, 2 Kings, this is 6 verse 15, earlier the next morning an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. That's a great scripture, isn't it? And Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes so he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. And in my Bible, there's a little, another verse that goes in there and, it said, and the servant said, that's better. <laughs> you see, and so, you know, he wakes up and what he sees dismays him. And you know, you can get up like that. You can get up and you wake, and all of a sudden everything floods in on, on what isn't. And, and we've got to get our eyes open and, and develop an attitude of thankfulness about what is. Hallelujah. Amen. Otherwise, you, you know, you, you won't get out of bed in the end. So, so it's important. What can we see? What can we see? You know, we've got to have the eyes of faith to see what we do have. Hallelujah. So what do we have? And we're going to go through these scriptures. Some of you have gone through them with me before, but we're going to do it again. I need someone to look up first. John 4, verse 4. Thanks, Martin. Galatians 2.20. Can someone do that for me? Thank you. Revelation 3.20. Can someone have that one for me? Thanks, Sophia. Uh, John 14, verse 23. Thank you. And 1 Corinthians 3.16, can someone have that for me? Anyone who can, ladies, can you? Thanks, friend, that's great. And, uh, okay, we'll go, we'll go that far. Okay, so we do under, have to understand what we do have. 1 John 4.4, 4. who got that? Martin, yeah, here we go. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So who's in us? Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, is in us. Hallelujah. So Jesus is in us. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. What, what do I have? Well, the whole world might be against me, but I've got Jesus within me. Hallelujah. I've got to be a winner. Hallelujah. You know, I'm going over because I can't go under with him. Yeah. Okay, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Our only hope is that we know that Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. We have to reckon upon the fact, we have to count upon it. Man, if Jesus is with you, you're an overcomer. You're on the way to winning. And uh, so, so there it is. He said, you know, uh, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I lived yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Hallelujah. He's come into your life by his spirit. And the spirit of Jesus is united with our spirits. And we are the sons and daughters of God. So it's called Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. If we open the door, what will happen? <coughs> he will come in. Here I am at eight years of age, and I, I, I'm vividly aware that I need Jesus as my Saviour and Lord. And immediately I put up my hand, I want to give my life to Jesus, yes? And the pastor prays for me, and, and, I, and I give my life to the Lord. I say, because I know if I open the door of my life, he, he, he will come to me. So I do that. I open the door of my life to Jesus. And Lord, come into my life and be my saviour and my Lord. Yes? And he says, oh, I'm just kidding, mate. That's actually not what happens. Say, <laughs> so what? No, 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 no. I just sort of put that in there to get you interested. You say, wait a minute. You said it. If I open the door of my life, you will come into my life. Oh, no, 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 it's not really the story. No, no, no. It's not like that, is it? If he says he comes into our life, he comes into our lives. Hallelujah. And by faith we receive him and he begins to live his life through us. That is the hope of our, of our Christian walk. That, that, man, you wake up in the morning, I know, he lives in me. What do we used to sing the old hymn? He lives, he lives. <coughs> Christ Jesus lives in me. He walks with me and he talks with me. A long life's narrow way. Billy Graham song. He lives, he lives, he lives within my heart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. Hallelujah. We used to sing out at the top of our voices as kids, you know? Yes. I was, uh, when Billy Graham came to, uh, came to New Zealand at an athletic park in, uh, in uh, Wellington, I was there every night. I don't know how old I was. It was 19, I don't know how old I was. About 10, something like that. Man, I, man the athletic park was packed. He preached and, and uh, Bev Shea led the choir. And, and, and uh, who's the other guy that sings? Bev Shea. Bev Shea. And uh, yeah, and hundreds gave their hearts to the Lord. And since then I've met scores of people that gave their life for the Lord there in Athletic Park. And they're going on with the Lord 50 years later. Yeah. Hey, it's a great thing. So he does come into our lives, doesn't he? Okay, John 14, verse 23. Jesus replied, All those who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and he will come to them and live with them. Who will? Father. My Father will come... To, to, to us, what does it say? We'll just read that bit again. My Father will love them and he will come to them and live with them. <coughs> so this is the Father, this is God the Father saying, the Spirit of God will come and live with us. Hallelujah. 
and live in us. So you've got to think, <laughs> hello, if the Spirit of Jesus Christ has come to live within us and the Spirit of God has come to live within us, how can we say that we haven't got anything? Let's move on. What's the next one? 1 Corinthians 3.16. Don't you realise that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you? And who? Spirit the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. So here you've got Jesus saying, He's coming. And the Father says, Well, I'm coming too. Then Jesus said, The Father and I are coming. So, and then this is, Well, the Holy Spirit's going to live within you as well. I, you know, I, I struggle to sing, um, Lord, I want more of you. Yeah. <laughs> you say, hello, how much more are you expecting? You know, and we have a few songs like that, don't we? And I think, oh no, I struggle to sing that sort of, oh, I want more. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, when God comes to us, you know, when I open my life to him, as a little kid, you say, well, you're only a little kid and you, 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 you're going to cause me a bit of trouble over your life. I'm not giving everything to you. I'll just give you a bit. Then I could sing, Lord, give me more. But he doesn't say that. He commits himself to us. He comes to us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit takes up residence by his Spirit in our lives. Hallelujah. And begins to live his sacred, wonderful, uh, anointed life through us. And it's not a matter of us saying, Lord, I need more of you. It's a matter of saying, Lord, uh, you know, you need more of me. Doesn't he say that he will fill you? How can he fill you if there's more for God? Correct. <laughs> well, yes, but he overflows us. And out of our innermost being, see, he, he works his life through us. And out of our innermost being shall flow this life of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And so, so we, we, you know, we need to recognize that he has come to us. And we need to just let him have, uh, yield more to him. He wants to instruct us. He wants to live his life through us. The problem is you and me. That our souls argue about what our spirit is saying. Come on, you can do this. And so we, we need to allow him. Colossians 2 verse 9 and 10. Someone look up John 1.16 for me. I'll look up the Colossians 1. And um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, uh, chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Okay, so in Christ, there is Father, Son and Holy Spirit are in Christ. Yes, all the fullness of the Godhead. Or the deity, the Godhead, lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. See? So, so we have been given all authority in him, and he is in us, and, and of his fullness, the old authorised version is, of his fullness have we all received, and grace upon grace. That's John 1.16, actually. I've just quoted it. Of his fullness have we all received. So it's not a matter of saying, well, I've only got a bit of God. No, you haven't. You've either got him or you haven't. You're either born again or you're not. 
if you're born again, he's come and he's taken up residence in your life. And we need to be, have an acceptance and an awareness of what we have in Christ. Hallelujah. He lives in you. He's there. He's available to you. And we need to count on, on those things. Hudson Taylor, that great missionary to China, said this, All God's giants have been weak men and women who did great things for God because they reckoned on his being with them. That is the key to it. I can't, you know, I'd love to lift the top of your head off and shove this in. <laughs> so you get it. So you don't forget it. You know, uh, Moses realised, he said, God, if you're not going with me, I'm not going. <laughs> he was a smart man. And what was God's reply? My presence shall go with you. Moses, okay, I'm going. And that, that, that is the key. And you and I are carriers of his presence. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Oh, I love this passage. Just a few verses, but it's just... 12, 22 to 24. But you, you've come to Mount Zion. Now it talks about Mount Sinai. What, what happened at Mount Sinai? Ten Commandments was given, yeah? The law was given. And all the pattern for the tabernacle and all the, the, the uh, uh, ceremony of the sacrifices and so on. Okay, so the law was given at Mount Sinai. In verse 22 it says, But you have come to Mount Zion to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. Now, when you read about Mount Zion in the scripture, you know it's talking about the church. When you talk about the heavenly Jerusalem, Revelation chapter 22, it says, we, I saw the heavenly, the, the city coming down as a bride. So the, the pictures, the bride of Christ is the church. This Mount Zion is the church. When you're reading about Zion in the Psalms, it's talking about the church. And so, uh, and, and, and so when we come to this scripture, he said, you, you haven't come to the law, you have come to, to the church, you've come to the new covenant, Mount Zion, to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You've come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. You see? You've come to the church of the firstborn. You say, who's for me? The church? His church? Thousands upon thousands of angels there for you? Yes? To the church of the first, whose names are written in heaven. You've come to God, the judge of all men. That's not a bad ally. That's not a bad friend. You've come to the spirits of righteous men made perfect. All those that have gone on before, the cloud of witnesses that have gone on before, all, the, all that we read about in the Bible and all the generations that have gone before us. Hallelujah. You know, they're for us. You've come to Jesus. He's for you, the mediator of a new covenant. You've come to the blood, the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word. The blood of Jesus is for us. <coughs> Hallelujah. Um, and, and so, you know, we have this whole array of, 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 the, of the, the things of God, the people of God who are for us. The promises of God are for us. We have the word of God working for us. We have the name of Jesus that we can speak. Hallelujah. And in, 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 in authority and before the throne of God. The Bible says we have every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. It says we, you know, we are gifted and called of God. 
Hallelujah. We have the breath of life within us. We have the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us. You say, well, I don't know whether I can make it. Well, it's because you can't see what you have. It's because you're not counting on the blessing. Part of the, the answer is to begin to thank God and to begin to praise God for what we have. Hallelujah. Because all these things are for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Can be against us? And we have angels are for us. They're there. Hallelujah. The word of God is for us. The name of Jesus. The blood of the covenant is for us. God has given us a whole array of backing. Hallelujah. When we begin to walk through life. And we say, oh, well, I don't know whether I can. <laughs> well, we get to begin to count on what we have. We can dwell on what we are not. Or we can, and we can think about what we don't have. But the spirit of the winner is built when we can see and accept what we do have. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, who did, Fran, you talked to me the other week about your daughter. Just share that with us. Oh. It's all right. um, so, many years ago, when, I'd say probably about 28, 29 years ago, um, I was struggling and going through a hard time and I shared it with my eldest daughter who was about 22 and she sort of went home that night and she prayed for me and God showed her a picture of me and the, and the picture was of a weeping willow tree and God said to her, um, you know, that I, that I was like a weeping willow tree. And he said, I mean, she said to me, you go to God a lot, but you go in sorrow and not in joy, which was true, because I was struggling and, you know, having some things to deal with. And she said, um, you're to be grateful for what you have. And I knew that was true because I'd felt the Holy Spirit saying that to me a few days before, and so it confirmed that to me. Mm. And so I decided to start being thankful for what I had, and you know, the next, next day, from the next day onwards, I, when I got up in the morning and I was having you know, a quiet time, I would just start thanking the Lord for everything that I had. And, um, it just made a huge difference to my life, and it's, I've continued to do that to this day. Um, and it was life, you know, life changing. It's a great secret, isn't it? Yeah. We need to be thankful for what we have, and uh, you know, when you know, sometimes it's not not good to have a quiet time. You need to have a noisy time, <laughs> <laughs> and begin to praise God for what you have. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's the way to. I will enter his gates, his courts, his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. So we come into the presence of the Lord with thanks. That's why we often sing praise songs when we come, uh, the first songs that we come into church. We enter his courts with thanks, uh, his gates with courts with thanksgiving, his gates with praise, I think it is. Psalm 100, is it? I think. But anyway, you know, that's, it's a great key, friend. Yeah. And um, so we can do that.
Jesus said in Mark 11 and verse 24, listen to me, you can pray for anything, and if, if you believe you have it, it is yours. Well, that's worth thinking about. That's worth just taking a little time sometime this week and just thinking about it. And uh, we need to just uh, tuck these things away. Faith sees what it has. You cannot build on what you do not have. You can only build on what you do have. If all you see is what you don't have, then your confidence will drain away. Hebrews 10 verse 35 says, Therefore, let's read it together. Here we go. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, that is, see what you don't have, which has great reward. So if we, lose our, if we cast away our confidence, we do that by dwelling on what we don't have. And our confidence begins to go down the plug hole. That, that's what begins to happen to it. But so hang on to what you have, and that has great reward. To be a winner, you need a good dose of confidence. You know, if, if you're going out to sing or something and uh, you're asked to sing or you're asked to, you know, you're in a drama or something or you're asked to speak and you're getting, you know, you go there and you think, man, I'm hopeless at this. And as you're going up to speak, you think, man, I'm a useless singer and uh, I'll, I'll probably miss half the notes and I'll be, I'll, I'll, everyone's going to laugh and I'm going to look like an idiot and, uh, and, and, and uh, I, I really can't do this. And before long, you, you, you sort of, you know, you, it's like when I used to go out and bat, I was the opening batsman for, for, our, for our cricket team. And imagine me, I'm going out to face the fast bowlers and I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm useless. Um, <laughs> and this joker, look at the size of that joker. Man, this ball's going to go past me years before I even, before, before I know it's going to, man, I, uh, I wish someone else was going out and I'm standing there and I'm quite, by this time I'm quaking, my knees are knocking together and I'm thinking, the wall's gone past, I'm back in the pavilion before I've got anywhere, yeah? Uh, you see, but if, you know, you can't, go, you can't go into life like that, thinking about what you don't care and what you can't do. If God says we can do it, we can do it. Hallelujah. And so we need to... to you know, some people, they, they, I've heard them, they, they, they're singers and they go out and I've heard, I've heard them say this. <laughs> oh, I said, gone up to that lady oh, last year. I said, man, that was just so, so good. That really blessed me. Oh, she said, I, man, I missed the note. Well, I didn't know whether she missed it or not. But <laughs> See, that was her response. She sung 1,058 notes. Yeah. And she comes off remembering the one she missed. And the confidence begins to drain. We need to be thankful for the 1,057 that we got. See, we're counting the no vote and not the yes vote. And so uh, we need to understand that God's for us. Hallelujah. Sometimes we feel that we, 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 the need for someone to pray for us and lay hands on us. We need to realize that this releases what we already have. It releases the power within. Healing is within you. It just has to be released. Hallelujah. You know, the answer is within us. And so when we, you know, it's good to have people pray. I'm, I'm a great believer in agreeing in prayer. Saying, so pray for me. And, uh, and, and you know, but at releasing the life of Christ within, the power of the Holy Spirit within us to, to win those things. The widow woman in Luke chapter 21. 
Luke 21. How are we going? We're doing well. Luke 21. Are you all right? You're on. You're still awake. Yes. All right. That's a help. As Jesus, as, as he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. See, she gave everything she had. If she, she couldn't have done that if she was full of the thoughts of what she didn't have. She would have been hanging on to this like grim death, but she wasn't here. She was trusting God. See? She was trusting God. And sometimes we've just got to pursue the will of God and the commandments of God and trust Him to supply our needs. Oh, well, if I do that, I haven't got this. If I do that, I haven't, well, I won't, I don't know about this. So, you know, but God blessed her. And you can be sure that Jesus, seeing that, did not leave her empty handed. You can be sure that the blessing of God was going to follow this woman. Because, because Jesus said, if you give, he'll give unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. She was lining up for a miracle. But she sure wasn't possessed about what she didn't have. She was ministering out of what she did have. If we start looking at what we don't have, it will work against our faith, it will drain our confidence and corrupt our prosperity and destroy our relationships. You see, if Sophie looks at me and begins to start thinking what I do or what I don't do, or what I don't have, before long she will get totally dissatisfied and begin to look for someone else. <laughs> and, and who would blame her? She might say, oh, my goodness sake. You know, she used to run her hand through my hair. <laughs> you know, like the waves of the sea. <laughs> now she does that, there's only the beach left. <laughs> you know, or she say, oh, man, I wish I made somebody taller. I wish I made someone with more muscles. And that man, he, you know, oh, oh, for goodness sake, and he, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you all the things I don't do. <laughs> but if she begins to dwell on what I'm not, the satisfaction is going to begin to rise in her heart. Yes? Hallelujah. But she, 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 she's still hanging around, so somewhere she's, she's carrying out and thanking God for what I am, not what I'm not, you see. Because we can always see what's not, can't we? We can look at our church and say, well, what, this is, it's not this, and it's not that. But what is it? Hallelujah. We can count the yes, but it is this. See, and if we begin, we become dissatisfied. If, 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 if we begin to look at what our partner or our friends aren't. You see, so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing. Many relationships, marriage, staff, team, etc., are destroyed by people thinking about what they don't have. We begin to think, my wife, she doesn't do this, and she doesn't do that, and my husband, he doesn't do that for me, and he can't do this, he's hopeless. <laughs> and he's not like him. So if only my husband was like him, if only my wife was like her, 
See? <laughs> and it's the same with our job. See? It's the same with our team. It's the same with our church. It's the same with our kids. <laughs> it's the same. You know, whatever you... You know, we have to see what we have. Hallelujah. And to look for the good. And believe God for the best. Hallelujah. And thank God for who they are and what they have. Blessed be God. That'll put a spring in your step. Oh, I don't have this. I used to have, I don't have this. Well, if only she was like that. Well, if only, you know, if only he could bang in a nail straight, that'd be helpful. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. See, advertising tempts us with what we don't have. Oh, man. See, the advert's coming up on the... Oh, man, I need a new car, huh? You never thought about that before. Or I need a new TV. Or I need a new smile. <laughs> or I need, I, I need a new body. Yes. Praise God. I, I like saying, look at this side, look at this. And this guy, this guy is standing on this machine and it's shaking like this, you know. And, he, he, and but, mate, within 20 seconds, he changes. And this goes in. And this, I said, so we've got to get one of those. <laughs> And just look at that. And then she gets on it. And goes, watch this. So gonna... and, and this woman just goes. Shh, 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 shh. <laughs> Man, I need a body. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, isn't it? <laughs> and we, are, you know, and we see these things, and we think, oh man, I'm not like that. And every advert is telling you something you don't have. And it's trying to trying to build a, a, a desire in our heart to get something we don't need, and that probably doesn't work anyway. You see, and because it's playing on this thing that people are dissatisfied. They are they are keep thinking about what they don't have instead of rejoicing in what they do have. And before long, they've gotten into debt, they've got into difficulties, and it's, and, and, and it gets like that. So we need to. Be aware. You see, up here in the far north, man, we have so much up here. Don't we? This is the greatest place. We, we took 20 months. We sold up in Kaitaia and we took 20 months and said, where are we going to live for the rest of, you know, for the next season in our life? And we thought, well, keep our eyes open. We might find someone in our travels. For 20 months, we travelled through the country and where did we come? We come back here. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the best place. In New Zealand to live, as far as I'm concerned. Hallelujah. We live, we do. There is no doubt about it. Ask us, we'll tell you. We have great weather, great beaches, great people, great fishing, great friends, a great church. We, you know, when you think of what other people have in other countries, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. Praise God. Oh, I can think of all the things I don't have right now. Well, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm too busy counting my blessings. In Sunday school, as kids, we used to count your many blessings, name them one by one. We used to sing, count your many blessings, name them ton by ton. <laughs> Hallelujah! You see? <laughs> because we, we're blessed, aren't we? Man, if we're in here living in New Zealand up on the farm, or that we're not blessed, we, we, want to sh we should be ashamed of ourselves. God has blessed us with so much. Hallelujah. And plus all the spiritual blessings that we enjoy. Hallelujah. 
Uh, you know, you've heard me say this before, but some people get up in the morning and say, good morning, Lord, and others get up in the, in the morning and say, oh, good Lord, morning. <laughs> you know, it depends on what we can see. Depends what we have. <laughs> Doesn't it? it depends what we have. Can we see what we have? God will bless you out of what you have. A man's blessing comes out of what he has, not out of what he doesn't have. And so we need to... You say, what did God say to Moses? He says, What's the, what, do you, what have you got? What is that in your hand? See? Oh, Moses said, man, I'm not eloquent. I can't speak. I stutter like nothing. I can't speak properly. No one will listen to me. And anyway, why choose me anyway? He was full of what he didn't have. God said, for goodness sake, Moses, I'll send someone else. You know? And, and then he says, to him, what's in your hand? In other words, what do you have? He said, well, I've got this stick here. What's the use of that? That's it. I'll use what you've got. He began to do miracles with that and it gave him the confidence to move, hallelujah, and set the people of God free that they might worship the Lord. You see, God chose what he had. And God has gifted you and, and given you talents and given you gifting and given you something that you are, that you about you, that is so special that he created you. And you said, well, man, God, you know, if you can't sing for toffee apples and your voice is useless, which some of us have that problem, <laughs> then he's hardly likely to call you to, 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 to sing to bring thousands to Christ because you'll drive them away. But he, he, he chooses us to do things with the gifts that he's given to us. He's wired us to do certain things well. Hallelujah. And he blesses us out of what we have. That was all God needed. God has birthed in you and me everything we need to fulfill his purpose and destiny in us and through us. Your gift in your hand is God's answer to your situation. You cannot say, I'm useless. Here, take my gift. No, it's your gift and it's attached to you. You can't say, no, I can't do this. I'll give this to you. No, your gift is not going not to fit with me. It's your gift. It's what's in your hand, which God can use through you. All right. Exodus 17, 8 and verse 13. It's the story when they were facing Amalek and, and, and uh, Joshua is down fighting the battle in the valley and Moses holds up his rod. Yes, you can read it later. And, and as he holds up his hand, he notices that, that Joshua and the men down in the, in the valley, the soldiers start to win, and they drive the enemy back down the valley. Oh, and Moses says, oh, for goodness sake, I'm so tired, man, I can't hold it up anymore. So he puts it down. And then they look down the valley, ten minutes later, the troops of Israel are going backwards. So Moses says, oh, man, I'll lift it up again, yes. You see, and, this, and God was working something. By his grace, and the two Aaron and her stood on either side and held his hands up. Yeah, sat him on a rock, held his hands up, and Joshua won the battle. And so, you know, we have this, we have this picture. Aaron and her did not take the rod off Moses and hold it up. The rod was an instrument of authority only in Moses' hand. Your gift in someone else's hand would not accomplish God's purposes. God anoints a man or a woman and they have a method. It is what is in his hand. You and I must be aware and accept what we have. And we need to shout out, this is what I have. 
Hallelujah. We need to wake up in the morning and begin to recount what we have. Hallelujah. Lord, this is what I have. Hallelujah. And begin to thank God for all the things that you have. Hallelujah. You'll probably be late for work. <laughs> because you've got so much to thank the Lord for when you begin to count it out. Hallelujah. You see other people say, well, uh, if I was somebody else, well, uh, you know, if I had a different situation. Uh, when I was in Auckland, I know the other guys in the Indian church, they would say, well, man, if I was in Auckland, I would be doing fine as well. But, man, they've got, got us a million people in Auckland. And, and they would say, I hear them say, if I had his musicians, we'd be good. If I had his team, I'd be good. If I had this, then I'd be good. Hallelujah. It's not that. Hallelujah. It's what God has given to you. That, yeah. that is important. Praise. It's not what someone else has. It's going to bless you. It's what you have. And God has equipped you. Hallelujah. Your position. It's like I was saying on Sunday morning, you know, like Joseph was in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. He was a fruitful vine planted by a spring whose branches go over a wall. You see, he was planted. He was there and God blessed him where he was. Instead of looking what you have, you begin to look at what you don't have. You begin to make excuses and begin to lose heart. David at Adullam's cave, 1 Samuel chapter 22. So here he is. God's anointing is on David, and he knows he's going to build a great kingdom. God said, man, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to build a great kingdom. And so he, he, he sets out. In chapter 22 of 1 Samuel, verse 1 and 2, David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. And all those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him and he became their leader about 400 men who were with him so the Lord says to this leader hey I'm going to give you a great group of people and they're going to gather around you and you're going to be, you're going to be a great army and you're going to restore the kingdom of God to Israel and so David says that's great hallelujah bring it on <laughs> and in they all come pack of no hopers <laughs> Everybody was in debt up to their eyebrows. They had mortgages over their heads and they were all in big trouble. There was another bunch who were so distressed they couldn't get their heads up and couldn't get out of bed in the morning. And, and, and there's a whole bunch of others there that are what? That, that are uh, discontent. Well, that's a great lot. Have all them in your teeth. The discontent. All they can see is what they don't have. We were down here in McDonald's. Oh, man. was uh, you know, this is church. The pastor looks out at excited church and says, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Lord, you know, whatever. You know, but this, this is what we have. You know, God is going to bless us as a church out of what we have. Hallelujah. We've got everything we need to go to the next level. Hallelujah. You've got everything you need to go to the next level in God. You don't need any more. You, you, you're equipped now. You, you're ready to go. You're planted in a great church. You have a spring of living water within us. You know, we are, it, it is great. And David says, look at what I've got. Hallelujah. What did he do? He just set to work. He began to talk with them. He began to lead them. He began to tell them the secrets of his life and, and, and how great God was. Then we read down a few chapters and before long, mighty men begin to appear out of this lot. They weren't like that when they started. But a few months, a few years down the track, mighty men and women began to appear out of this group. And before long, they're winning. Before long, 
They're starting to take territory. Before long, they're fulfilling God's purpose for their life and for the kingdom. And they became a mighty nation. Hallelujah. Uh, out of this bunch of discontents. And we need to just we begin to be thankful and say, Hallelujah, Lord. You, you, if you're for us, who can be against us? If, you can, if all you can see is weaknesses and difficulties, then they are not the problem. You are. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? If I, all I can see, you know, is difficulties and I, well, I'm full, full, full of what I don't have and I, I'm discontented about you and I don't like this and I don't like that. If only it was this. And if, and if only it was that, then things would be different. Hallelujah. And if that's all I can see, then I'm the problem. I'm, open his eyes, Lord said the prophet of so he can see. Hallelujah. And we need that sort of, you know, and Revelation says, buy, buy oil and anoint your eyes with eyesalve so that you can see. So that you can see. Hallelujah. And we know, you know, a winner can see. 2 Corinthians 8, 12, this is our verse, for if there is first a willing mind, so it starts there. I'm willing to change my thinking. I'm willing to begin to see what God can see. Hallelujah. I'm, beginning, I'm willing to think. I'm going to praise God no matter what. Hallelujah. It is accepted according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. And I have learned over the years that God blesses out of what I have. And I have so much. When I begin to think of all that I have, hallelujah, in heaven and in living in this area, and you just count your blessings and it just pours in, eh? Hallelujah. Oh, yes, I know I don't have this and I'm not good at that and that, the other. But no, hallelujah, Jesus, what's that in your hand? What do I have? If we'll, if we, if we'll dedicate that to God, then God can greatly use us in our sphere of influence. Amen. Amen. Next week I, I want to talk about the commitment to abundance. This is probably one of the one of the most important things that winners need to know that we commit to an abundance. You say, well I'm not too sure about an abundance, you know. Well you'll be sure after next week. Um, that that you know God wants to bless us. We have to be blessed by God. We can't, it's, we can't minister out of an empty cup. Yeah? Not, not, not from month after month, year after year. So we need to come into this area of understanding of, of, of an overflow and an abundance that God wants us to have. Oh, I know there's times when we go through times where the cup is half full. But hallelujah, in, we have to break through that time. We, God allows us to break through that time. Then we begin to overflow again. Begin to overflow again. So that, that's very important for next week. Hallelujah. So Lord, just let this thing settle in our hearts, Lord, about what we, so that we begin to see what we have. And I pray that this, teaching will just reverberate
in us this week. That we'll get up and we're in the morning and we'll get up and we're through the day, we'll just begin to thank God. We, we, we won't count the no vote. We won't keep counting all the things that are against us. But we'll begin to thank who's for us. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah. So Holy Spirit, we give you permission to remind us about this during the week so that we can see what you can see and become what you want us to become. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.